Hey everyone, and welcome to the And Such Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca, and today's episode is all about wellness, namely the sense of accessibility to wellness. So I sit down and have a discussion with Kim and Chanel, the founders of The Village, about this very same topic, about how they've gone ahead and created this beautiful community for women of color to come together and grow and heal and learn and, you know, heal through our traumas together. And just how important it is to really cultivate a community rooted in wellness that is really just accessible for all. So I hope you all enjoy this episode and take a listen. Hey everyone, and welcome to the And Such Podcast. I'm your host, Francesca, and on today's episode, I'm going to be sitting with Chanel and Kim from The Village to talk about accessibility to yoga and even just wellness in general. Um, So Kim, Chanel, do you want to give a bit of an intro um, about yourselves? First of all, thanks for having us. Uh, My name is Chanel McKenzie, and I'm a co-founder at The Village. Um, a beautiful wellness um, collective for women of color. And I'm here with my co-founder, Kim, as well. Kim? Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for um, hosting us, Francesca. Um, So I'm the other half of the village. And um, yeah, I'm also head of strategy and really looking forward to this conversation. Um, So while many of us are like really big fans of The Village, can you give the audience like an intro into like what The Village is all about? Yes, The Village is a really great community um, for women of color to really connect, heal and expand together. Um, So by way of conversation or, you know, through yoga practice, we really want to find a way to make wellness um, both accessible and inclusive for um, Mm -hmm. our community. Mm -hmm. And um, how did you guys come up with the name The Village? Kimmy, you you go ahead and talk about (laughs) the strategy, girl. Yeah, so... um, Chanel and I, it's really interesting because Chanel and I met in the corporate world when we, Mm -hmm. before we started the village. Um, And literally, I think within two weeks of like actually knowing each other, we decided we were going to start a business together. Um, Mm -hmm. So we kind of spoke about, you know, what were our common issues? And one of the issues was not feeling like we belonged in a lot of the wellness spaces that we were um, used to go in. And we were like, okay, we want to start like a collective. We really hadn't defined exactly what we were going to do within this collective. But we, one thing we knew for sure is that we wanted, we knew how we wanted people to feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, you know, we, we, we brainstormed. I remember we brainstormed, we had like this Excel sheet and we just had so many names in there. And we were just kind of like brainstorming, over, I think over about a week and, um, one day the village just came to me. Um, but mm-hmm. obviously it also derives from, you know, the African proverb, it takes a village, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then it just stuck with us. And I come from a marketing background. So I was like, well, we have to have like a brand and approach. We have to stand out. And so <laughs> I decided, I'm like, well, we're not going to spell the village as, you know, it's commonly spelled in English. We're going to kind of switch it up. 
Um, mm-hmm. So that's why we spell it with V-I-L-L-I-J. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like you make a decision thinking that you know why you made that decision. But honestly, three years later, uh, almost four years later, um, like just the purpose that's attached to the name and what we've built, it was just, mm-hmm. it was really God that gave us that name, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, going from all of that, like how important was it to really zero in on the impact of wellness for the women of color community? Because I mean, for me, like in terms of like my own yoga practice, I probably wouldn't be able to afford um, like the studio that I used to practice at without um, without like this fitness fund that my work is currently providing. Like I just wouldn't be able to. Right. So um, how important was that to really um, zero in on that impact of wellness? I mean, honestly, Kim and I create honestly, for the needs of ourselves as well. So um, Mm -hmm. when I started uh, with Kim at the village, I had just finished university. Um, And, you know, yoga studios, paying $250 a month just wasn't a thing for me. And I know Mm -hmm. it wasn't a thing for Kim as well. And I just think accessibility is so important. You know, I had friends literally cleaning um, yoga studios in LA just to be able to afford the practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just find that's just so astronomical, you know, how um, elite uh, the the practice can be. And um, and that's what honestly deters a lot of women of color from even learning about yoga and, you know, diving into it for themselves. So uh, we really wanted to eliminate that barrier in order to really broaden the horizon uh, for our community as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, on that note, like, Every class that I've attended has always ended with the tagline, you deserve to be well. So to me, that was always a great and humbling reminder of every single time I would show up on the mat and that validation that I actually found that I needed every time. So how important was it to ensure that each class ended with that tagline? Yeah, that was um, that was something that we... Chanel and I said to ourselves um, at the beginning mm-hmm. of this, it's like, you know, we deserve to be well. So we need to create the spaces um, that are going to allow us to explore that and what that actually means for us. Um, and so again, taking just from our own experiences and even before building the community through social media, you know, we would have conversations with our friends and family members. Mm-hmm. And there is this, it's something that's unsaid amongst communities of colors, but there is this mm-hmm. feeling of not feeling like, you know, you deserve certain things, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to this um, idea of what's well-being for us, right? Um, yeah. So we, we, you know, from saying that to ourselves, we were like, okay, like that's going to be our tagline. And we just kind of ran with it like that with that. And we, we've seen the impact it has had. Um and we're super, super humbled by just the fact that people really resonate with that. As short as that line is, like people really resonate with that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like even like even for me, I knew it was coming at the end of every single class, but it was just so nice to hear that because it was that sense of validation that like yes, as hard as I feel like I try to work like two to three times harder or whatever, like I really do deserve to be well. So it's nice to just have that reminder at the end of every single class. 
Well, we're happy um, that you feel that way. <laughs> we're so happy to hear that. Yeah, I, I really like that. That's one thing that I really held on to after, after each and every time because I was like, damn, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I just feel like we all need that reminder, right? It's just one of those things where even with Kim and I, um, as we're creating for the community, sometimes we forget like, okay, you need to rest or, you know, mm-hmm. you need to eat a little better in order to, you know, fuel your mind. So um, that, that uh, slogan that we have speaks to us as well. Yeah. And I mean, like in general, like just yoga, just through that Western lens. And I know it was mentioned earlier, but like it's sort of seen as this like elite specialized and super like expensive form of self-care and wellness. So I mean, like overall, like how important was it to just change that nar- that narrative that yoga can be accessible, first of all, and secondly, just be a tool that heals a lot more than just like the everyday kind of stress? Honestly, so important. When when I, you know, even spoke to, you know, older family members uh, about the fact that we were hosting um, a yoga, you know, event for the first time, they were like, yoga, you know, like, I can't stretch or I can't do mm-hmm. this or I can't do that. And I think it's really so important for the community to understand that everything takes practice. And um, just because it's not as easy um, in the beginning with this practice and maybe that, you know, we're just not accustomed to it doesn't mean it's not for you. I think everything um, it deserves exploration and we really just want to keep hitting home that um, if it speaks to you, it is for you. Yeah. And I mean, like a lot of your social media too really reflects that message of like, one, you deserve to be well, but also it really kind of dives deep and addresses a lot of the different traumas and just a lot of different experiences that women of color generally go through. So like, I mean, I know it was really important to have that be a true reflection of the brand and just the overall collective, but what really pushed you to, you know, kind of mention a lot of just a lot of these different traumas that women of color tend to really experience? Yeah. Um, What's what's really deeply rooted in the vision, village as a whole is that um, Chanel and I, you know, we really enjoy being ourselves and showing mm-hmm. up as ourselves. So it was really important that when we were um, building this community and creating, you know, social media content around what it is that we do, we wanted to also kind of ha- be transparent and bring in this um this, this level of authenticity, right? That mm-hmm. sometimes you don't really see on social media. Um, yeah. So it was really important for us to talk about, you know, family trauma as Chanel and I both have experienced family trauma. Um, it's important for us to talk about mental health um, because these are the conversations that luckily um, Chanel and I have on a day-to-day basis. And we, you know, mm-hmm. always encourage our family and friends. We're like the unicorns of our family. Um, and our friends and our circle of friends right so we're always kind of like encouraging others around us to kind of um you know kind of find ways to to lessen the stigma around so many of these issues that Mm -hmm. um, women of color face and that communities of color face um Mm -hmm. chanel and i are in no shape or form we don't really consider ourselves as experts we're more as i would say 
explorers because we you know take the initiative to explore certain subjects um and we're not afraid to do so knowing that we don't have the answer for everything and mm-hmm. really and truly that's not what life is about it's not about knowing the answers for everything but it's about more taking that time to explore what things can look like for you and try to define that for yourself so that's something that just comes naturally to us because if you meet Chanel or I for coffee or for dinner or a stroll in the park, we are going to talk about these things. It's just embedded in our day to day. Yeah. Just to add, sorry. Um, one of the great things that I find that, you know, our community does um, as a whole is we find a way to connect. You know, we find a way to connect either whether it be through, you know, difficult conversation or, you know, lightheartedness. But the importance for us is that uh, we speak to the community um, and truly speak to them, not just speak at them. So it's really important to connect to them through, you know, all of all of life's, you know, ups and downs, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's what I really liked and what I was really drawn to because your social media does really, one, it encourages a lot of people to just really check in and take a second and just ask like, how are you really? And then it kind of just gives like, okay, so here are some things that you can try. And again, like you were saying, it does take some time to kind of either break the stigma or mention a lot of things because um, I know that some cultures, like in particular, I can kind of speak a little bit on like how Asian culture doesn't really see mental health as a thing. It's sort of just seen as, oh, you can either just pray or just like suck it up and kind of keep going type of thing. So it's not really seen as like an actual problem with the older generations. It's just something that maybe everyone has to deal with, but you can kind of move on. So it's nice to see that sense of like authenticity really show up in social media from a very like honest and raw perspective with that sense of validation at the same time. Thank you. I think a lot of the times people forget that we're we're still people, you know, even though we mm-hmm. run the village, we might, uh, you know, feel bouts of anxiety. Um, I know I personally go through um, depression and it's something that I've, you know, uh, battled with since maybe I was 18 years old and I'm just learning how to, you know, get it all under control. Um, but you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that because, you know, we're wellness, um, professionals, uh, at the end of the day, uh, all of us as wellness professionals, and especially when you're caring for others and their mental health, it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's hard to, to become that transparent or, you know, to let that all out. But, um, you know, more and more for myself, even because I don't share this, all very often, but I, I feel the need to, you know, get closer to the community with this as well. Yeah. And, you know, kind of on the topic of community, like just beyond yoga, like you're both out here cultivating like a community on, you know, wellness and just relatively shared experiences. So, you know, making the switch from like in-person experiences to virtual, ha- has that affected um any of your goals or just affected the collective in general? Yeah. Sorry, Kim. I know you're about to speak. <laughs> um, I don't <laughs> think it's affected the goals. I think it's broadened it, to be honest. I uh, mm-hmm. We always wanted to switch towards digital. And I mean, Kim, definitely chime in when you can. But um, it was one of those things that we knew we had to do it. It's just we never really created the time to do it. And 
of course, like pressure makes diamonds. So we were like, listen, mm-hmm. let's just figure it out. And, you know, thank God Kim has a amazing tech background and she's my little tech wizard. Like she teaches me so much and really gets me, you know, not to be a granny anymore with the, uh, you know, the new programs coming out. So um, uh, we're definitely blessed to have her um, as the pillar and the strategist on this team for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, a little tech lizard. I love that. Um, I think it's, you know, it's one of those things where we are learning to kind of be okay with certain things. And when the reason why I say that is because our in-person experiences will never be the same um, and shouldn't be comparable to virtual. You know, in-person is a complete different level of intimacy. Um, now, does that mean that we can no longer cultivate community online? Absolutely not. It's just that you do it in a different way. And I think that's something that we are okay with. Um, and I think us being okay with that and letting our community know it's okay as well, because everybody really was forced to explore some type of relationship or community online last year, right? So mm-hmm. whether, you know, you now had to um, spend holidays with your parents ver- on Zoom versus going to their house or, you know, like we were just all forced to do that. And mm-hmm. for us, it was just really important for us to still have a way for our community to check in Um and be okay with the fact that it wasn't going to be what it was um, and just make the best out of it. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even for me, like I kind of ended up joining the village, I think towards the end of the year, because I was kind of, I followed it, like I followed you on social media for so long and I was always just like, okay, so when do I want to join? When can I join? And I was kind of like in and out kind of, you know, looking and figuring out, okay, so am I ready to do this? And then when I joined, I was like, wow, like I, I like how accessible it was and you know, how there's always a playlist to go along with the, with the class and it just fits so well. And again, just continuing to hear that tagline, like you deserve to be well was always so humbling. And I mean, because you've gone virtual, like beyond, you know, like Toronto and Montreal, like have you found that the community has expanded further um, beyond than what you initially anticipated? Absolutely. Um, and that's one of the beauties of being of going virtual. We were able to expand our community. Um, we have members from the U.S. We have members mm-hmm. from the West Indies. We even had members from the U.K. And we were like, wow. it's a completely different time zone. Um, <laughs> so that in itself yeah. speaks volume to... Um, you know, the, the value that people really see in this community. Um, so, like, we were really happy. As Chanel had mentioned earlier, you know, going virtual was always a goal of ours because we knew we needed to expand what we do. And, again, just in our in our objectives of, of, of increasing accessibility to wellness, we, you know, we both live in Canada, but Chanel and I have always kind of had an international mindset. Chanel mm-hmm. grew up in, in the States. Um, I travel a lot or used to at least. Um, so we always know we wanted to reach uh, women of color on a worldwide scale. Um, mm-hmm. And we were finally able to kind of do that last year. So it's it's been really exciting. Um, and we're just really appreciative of the community that we're building and the people that have really aligned with our goals and appreciate us for what it, what we are. Yeah, I, I'm actually um, pretty astonished that the fact that you guys actually have 
members in the UK, which is such a different time zone. So, I mean, that's big. Yeah, we were, I remember us like seeing, cause we, you know, we, we always like to kind of see and see who's joining us. And mm-hmm. I remember us like actually seeing that. And uh, we, I called Chanel, I'm like, girl, there's people from the UK. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> so that yeah. was a nice surprise. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. My God, like it's, cause it's crazy that it's like, okay, it goes beyond just Canada. It's going to the US, it's going to the West Indies. And now you're operating another time zone like that's crazy but I think that that's good because it again like you were already saying it's something something about the community resonated with someone all the way in another time zone that they joined and that's huge and that's it like you know like Kim said I grew up in the states and and one thing you realize when you've moved uh quite a bit is that um there's no difference between all of us at the end of the day, as women of color, like there's this underlying thing that you can really connect with. Um, you know, like I have, uh, you know, one of my best friends comes from an Indian background and she talks about like, you know, family and expectations mm. and food and love mm. and it's all very similar and trauma, mm. you know, yeah. so it's one of those things where you, you tend to forget because of how North America is structured that, you know, we're really just this one big, you know, fist all working together as, you know, first generation um, Canadians or first generation Americans, or if, you know, for generations, you've, um, your, your family came over through the slave trade. Like we all have this, this, this thing that connects us and that's really, um, unites us and and makes us who we are. So I think that's what the village really, um, this is what we're aiming for is to remind people of that and remind people that, you know, through wellness, we can, we can really, um, you know, connect. Mm -hmm. And um, kind of going off of that, like how important was it to really tap into the different yoga styles that are more about healing? Because um, you offered like three different ones um, in the trap soul yoga. And each one of them was sort of more on a healing front as opposed to like something like crazy, like vinyasa. So how important was that to choose like the more like healing type of um, yoga flows? You know, I feel like, uh, and, and Kim, you can chime in as well, is that, you know, for us, it's just really overwhelming our day to day. You know, we mm-hmm. wanted Trapsal Yoga to be a release, to be something that helps you tap into, you know, feeling better, feeling well, feeling rested. Um, and, and I think that's why, you know, we, we put the program together the way we did. Um, and, you know, we had people come to us and like, why isn't it, I wanted to sweat or I wanted it mm-hmm. to be, you know, I don't know, maybe they wanted to stand on their heads a little more or, or mm. at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for us, it just wasn't, um, it wasn't, it wasn't something for our community we felt at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, restful, you know, restorative practice or the yin practice was something that we realized our community really needed at the end of the, at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's actually, it's funny that you say that because that's actually a big reason why I joined the community because I was really looking at the different yoga styles and I was like, I actually really need to just slow the hell down because I'm trying to do too much. Um, trying to take care of way too much and the fact that there were just three different sort of styles that literally had to force me to slow down it was 
for me, I found it to be a little bit more mentally challenging to just um, like stay in certain poses for maybe like, you know, five minutes or so at a time because it really forced me to slow down and to just kind of take everything in and to actually relax because I'm usually not like running around and trying to juggle a million different things. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. You know, when we when we started the, the program, especially virtual, um, we also took a look at the climate of what was happening. You know, there's mm-hmm. COVID that's affecting everyone. Um, anxieties were way up. Um, it 2020 was literally a year that the universe was telling us y'all need to slow down. Yeah. Um, so it didn't really matter you know, what, what background you were from, it really didn't matter. And we, you know, we like to pay attention to our environment and what's happening. That's part of what helps us design our experiences. You know, we're really tapped in and tuned in to what's happening around us. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with uh, communities of color, you know, a lot of, a lot of frontline workers are people of color. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, just being in tune and, 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 just noticing what's happening. And, and again, from a cultural experience, being able to identify with that, thank God, mm-hmm. um, we, we, we have this community and we have our own personal environments that are reflective of society. And so we know what's happening. We know how stressed out people are. We know the levels of anxieties um, went up. Um, and so it was really important for us to create experience that can address those issues in particular. Mm-hmm. And um, along with the class, you guys also just provide the playlist. So how was curating that? Because there's always different playlists that will go along with each class, depending on just the instructor and just the um, the flow. Yeah. You know, Kim and I are really big, um, big on music. I feel like music really is something that we connect to when, you know, we're feeling down or we're feeling a little stressed out or we just want to like clean our house. Um, it's always a big thing. So curating the playlist was always a joy, to be honest. It was one of those things where I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to throw a little 2000s up in here for everybody. Mm. Let's just say, you know, let's just say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm old now. I've just turned 33. So, um, the nostalgic times are a big deal, but also, you know, connecting to that, the youthful, playful side of us, um, you know, with the summer walkers are, is so mm. important as well. Yeah, because that was one thing that I really liked too. So I always made a point to make sure that I had it playing in the background. And any of the um, early 2000s music, I was like, yes, I know this. I love this. Everything else new, I'm always like, wait, who's that again? So, oh, okay. you're part of the too. That's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm turning I'm turning 32 this year. So we're, we're pretty much the same age. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes, for sure. And, um, you know, it's just important to to keep the music alive. I think um, for us as people of color, music is so much part of our cultures, right? So um, mm-hmm. really getting into something that maybe you're not an expert at, but you know that song that will calm you <laughs> or make you smile, I think is such a great thing. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then for... Like, what would you say to, you know, those women of color that are just intimidated by yoga still and just the idea that you have to have a particular, like, 
type of wellness practice to be well or to be like included in that? Like, what would you kind of say to help maybe encourage them to really take their wellness and and maybe challenge themselves to take care of themselves better? It's really important to remember that you have exactly what you need. You know what makes you happy. Um, For me, it's just like taking long walks in the summer or listening Mm -hmm. to, of course, a playlist or going on a bike ride. Um, You know exactly what you need. It's just really about, you know, scheduling time here and there to do it. Um, So for the women that I feel, you know, are stressed or don't know how to start the wellness journey, it's really just to sit down and remember, even when you were a child, what was what, what brought you joy? You know, and if you can remember those things and really just find a way to schedule that time, I think that's extremely helpful and it's approachable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I I would also add that, especially for women of color, it's just to, you know, we can't pour from an empty cup. We are huge nurturers and givers and we give and we give and we give, but this that way of life is not sustainable we've seen our grandparents go through it we've seen our parents go through it and i think for us it's time to kind of turn the tide mm-hmm. um you know especially with this millennial generation um we have many disadvantages but we also have a lot of advantages mm-hmm. and um one of the one of the advantages that is this access to information um And so sometimes, you know, just not knowing what to do can easily be solved with a little Google search. Um, (laughs) So I I would say, you know, just explore well-being for yourself. Like really get, um, if you have access to online, if you have access to the resources in your city or community, um, explore them. And um, yeah, like it's it's time. It's time for us to, to turn that tide. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, especially um, personally speaking, like I've burnt out a lot because I think one of my personal habits is I think I really always feel like I need to take care of everything. So I pretty much was, you can't see me, but I was like nodding my head to everything that you were saying because I was like, this is all so true. So I, I couldn't agree more there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, again, as Chanel said, a lot of it is things that we know, but we need those reminders that's another thing because we all we hear it a lot like you know we hear a lot of people say oh like I don't have a self-care routine or like I don't but like no you you do you really do um Mm -hmm. you do not spend as much time as you would like on it perhaps um and you know especially if you are tuned in to your mind and body you know when burnout is on the verge right like you know when stress levels and you feel that anxiety when you can't sleep at night You, you you know our bodies and really are are amazing they tell us everything we need to know so mm-hmm. just you know tune in a little more that's good advice um and like lastly i know you guys both just gave really good like wellness advice but is there anything else that you wanted to share just about either like wellness or even just anything about the village at all oh for sure yeah we definitely have something to share Um, It's just to let the community know that we have this really beautiful, inclusive ecosystem that um, we have launched uh, by the time you hear this podcast um, called Inner Village, which will be um, a great 
uh, marriage between movement, mental health, and, um, you know, financial health and nutrition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's something that we've been working on over the past um, year. And it's, you know, again, just addressing the issues in our community. So Chanel said, it's really linking everything with movement, mental health. Um, and one of the components that we thought was really important to add this year is um, helping our community actually build connections. Mm -hmm. um, so Inner Village is going to be our digital wellness membership where we can all come together on one platform and explore well-being together. I like that. I like that it kind of expands and brings about like that whole community feel that goes beyond just like health and wellness, but also just, you know, maybe something further like financial literacy um, or just learning more about finances and just even networking in general. Um because everyone is sort of having the same goal of just ensuring that they really take care of themselves, like mind, body, spirit, um, and everything. So I think that that's really cool. And I'm, I've actually not going to lie, like I was looking at the website and I was like, ooh, what is this inner village? And I was kind of clicking around and I was like, oh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I'm actually pretty excited for that too. Awesome. Well, we can't have, we can't wait to have you part of the community. I mean, it's, you know, we're so happy. Um, that you really enjoyed your experience and, you know, having these types of conversations are so needed. So it's, mm -hmm. I think this, just this podcast and what you do in itself is your way of exploring things and um, mm -hmm. transferring that knowledge to our community and beyond. So yeah, we're just really happy to be a part of it. Thank you so much, Kim and Chanel for um, being guests on the and such podcast. I, I really appreciate it. And I've been, um, I've been really looking forward to the, having this conversation for a while. So I'm really glad that we um, got together and really chatted through a lot of things. Um, thank you both so much. Thank you for having us. Um, and we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.